0: Here we are in the studio again. I always and as I've said before, Emily, you know the six days between recording is they're just so long.
1: (laughs) I know. I agree. I I had a dream about
0: today to recording today last night. Really? What was that dream? It was a good dream. It was a positive dream. I don't think I was anxious at all, but uh, yeah, it was like I woke up with a happy smile on my face, and (laughs) and then there's like beautiful fall day and everything about. Doing clearly speaking the podcast, I was like, "This is a good day for a number of reasons."
1: Yes, this is an extra special episode. We have an awesome guest in our studio, and we are of course celebrating that with some delicious wine.
0: We are, but before we get started, well, no, let's let's backtrack a little bit here. We will go. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest because she needs to be a part of this bit. Um, Dana Powell. Hello, Dana.
2: Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Actress extraordinaire,
0: also a native of Missouri, That's and right. um, we or she's you can find her on um, as uh, Cam's sister on Modern Family, and she's also in Bridesmaids, and mm-hmm. she has her own podcast with one of her best friends out in California called the Absolutely. I'm sorry, the Absolute Worst Podcast. Right, and she did a. Yeah,
1: she filmed a pilot uh, television show here in St. Louis, which we'll let her tell you a little bit about that project, which is how we met. And
0: uh, yeah, what started this whole conversation about bringing her on the show. Bringing her on and discussing things. But before we get started, I wanted to um, wish Emily a happy birthday.
1: (gasps) It is her birthday
0: very soon, like within the next 48 hours of uh, yeah. recording the episode, and I wanted to um, uh, present her with some flowers. Oh, and that, they
1: are lovely. From by the um, way. Thorn Studio. Oh, and oh then, my gosh, is
0: there a present? Uh, there's, too? There's, a, there's a present oh my as well. Gosh. So you have to open the present. That it's sounded,
2: in, I'm not even there. I,
0: <laughs> it's in a, oh for our listeners, goodness. that uh, uh, I will try to visually describe it. It's a black and white uh, bag with uh, turquoise tissue not. paper. Oh, yes. what's, it's chevron pattern. It's Thank you. Pattern. Thank you.
1: I have a feeling this is, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, this is so funny. <laughs> so this is an insulated wine tumbler. So um, now rather than drinking wine out of the plastic go cups at Michelle's house, I can bring my tumbler along with well, me. Well, and re-
0: read what it says on the front.
1: <gasps> wine diva I, do you think i'm a wine diva
0: i think you're a wine diva for sure and actually and i, oh, I this bought is,
1: oh my god this is funny so this tumbler actually has a wine glass inside of it so take a look see. at that dana oh my gosh it's so cute oh my god yeah and it's like
0: a little you know you can turn this and uh yeah. that
2: um, is amazing fill I'm, it up. I'm a little- jealous, I have to admit
0: it. Well, when's your birthday? We'll get you one. <laughs>
2: it was already September 1st.
0: Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well... Well, wh- Christmas is around the corner. Right. And yeah. I got this at Abigail's gift shop here in uh, St. Louis. They always have such great things. Oh, my
1: gosh. And then look and? at these journals. So, I am, like, an avid journalist. Like, I... Not journalist meaning, like, I'm out on the streets, like, doing interviews. But I am always taking notes in my journals. And so, this is an excellent gift for me, but this is very funny, because one of the Book says best breakfast Chardonnay, wines that <laughs> pair well with other wines, and energizing wines for the shower.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a little Woo!
1: Something. wink, wink. Right.
2: Honestly, I've never thought about drinking wine in the shower, but
1: I'm pretty sure I'm going to try it. Sometime I, very soon. I'd be a little worried about the wine getting watered down. Like the bath, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited tubs.
0: about this gift here. I forgot. It. I, I know it's I got something
1: like else. The gift that keeps on giving. Great quotes from great women. <gasps> oh, yeah. From Marie Claire to Michelle Obama. Inspiring, inspiring words from women who have shaped our world. Ooh.
0: It is perfect. This is
1: great. Thank you, Michelle. Happy this, is, what, this is a great way to start the podcast. Can we start all of them this way? <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, presents, sure, please. absolutely. I'm happy to do that. But anyway, so Emily's birthday is uh, within 48 hours of That's our recording. Right. So when this comes out, she'll have already been. Her, I will have her, aged her new age. <laughs> she'll have been. She'll have been it for a few a few weeks, maybe like a fine wine. I will have aged. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So
1: speaking of wine, mm-hmm. I want to share with you what we selected and why for this journey today. So knowing that we were going to have Dana on, I wanted to find something fantastic from Missouri since, of course, Missouri is your home state. And yeah. so I talked to my friends at the wine merchant, like I always do, and I was like, look, I want this to be, you know, I want this to be delicious And really showcase what Missouri's got. So this is Chandler Hill is the producer. It's a 2017 Vignole. And I mean, I think this is outrageously delicious and surprising. What do you think, Dana?
2: It is so good. I'm going to show.
1: Yes. Nice. So we. It's so
2: good. I made my husband and my nanny taste it before we start <laughs> because I was like, "This is amazing."
1: So it's it's not like you made them taste it to make sure there wasn't anything wrong with it, right? No,
2: <laughs> no exactly. right, right.
1: Here, you do this first. <laughs> they're,
2: they're not my poison tasters, right.
1: no. <laughs> Well, I'm I think this is really good. I this kind of um, you know, it's got the a lot of pineapple on the nose, a lot of kind of mandarin orange, some minerality, very pretty flowers. In fact, I kind of think this reminds me of that, you know that salad that you always get at uh, over the picnics in the summertime, it's got marshmallows and fruits, like an ambrosia salad. Like that's what mm-hmm. this smells like to me which is home. My grandma makes that See, for Perfect. That's great. This
0: has less calories so than the ambrosia okay. salad. So okay. this would be my go-to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. You're welcome. And Sam, you need to come Ooh, did on Sam slide get on over yeah. here and get his glass. Yeah. Did you get a chance to meet Dana, Sam? You no. should come on over and say hi. He's very cute. You're going to want to hi. see him. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> Sam is your engineer. Yes, he is. yes. So it's is the added benefit of recording here at Shock City. So that's very nice. Yeah. He looks very professional. <laughs> he is Indeed. very professional.
0: He's, he, he works wonders with our audio, and he did our intro. We just told him what we wanted, and he put it all together. It was really nice. Was really- yeah. wow. we're very pleased with um, our relationship here at Shock City Studios. <laughs> so Emily is always saying, you know, this reminds me of the, you know, the summer rain and the organic <laughs> uh, droplet of water as it landed on that grape that was sunning itself. What is your reaction to this wine?
2: Oh, uh, my reaction was like, "Ooh, this is good!" <laughs> like, I got. I got so excited that my hometown came out. My husband always says when I get excited or angry or homesick, he can hear my accent. So I'm sure he heard a lot of it because I was like, this is real
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get me some more of this stuff.
2: (laughs) Exactly. It was delicious. I think, I think most people don't think of Missouri when they think of wine, but I know a lot of really amazing wines have been coming out of Missouri, and this one is a perfect example.
1: Yeah. So is that is that a struggle for you to hold back the Missouri accent? Is it something you have to be really hyper aware of?
2: At times, I um, – Sometimes I don't notice it. When I went to college, actually in Springfield, at the time it was Southwest Missouri State and now it's MSU. Right. Uh they tried very hard to beat my accent out of me. Really? <laughs> yeah, to make me more versatile. Um, but it definitely comes out. So a story I have about that. I was in a movie called Bridesmaids several years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, I play a flight attendant on the flight when they all are flying for the bachelorette party. And, uh, one of the major things that I say that they used in the trailer and it was at the, they played it at the Oscars and stuff was ma'am, you're going to have to sit down. It was something like that. (laughs) But when I finished it, they were like, oh, my God, that was so great. And that accent is so funny. And I remember thinking, "Accent? what, what
1: accent are they talking about? <laughs> Way to get into the character, Dana. <laughs> I, know. I
2: know. It was like my angry mom, like my real mom, when she gets annoyed with me. So I guess that's why it came out. So, yeah, I guess I have an accent that it mostly comes out when I'm tired, homesick, or angry. But, but it's in there.
0: So where in Missouri, then, did you grow up if they were beating the accent out of you in Springfield?
2: Yeah, I grew up in Springfield. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. It's interesting
2: to me, Missouri has such a wide range of accents. Like, I don't know where you guys are from originally, but you have zero accent to me.
0: Oh, well, thank you.
2: And my husband is from St. Louis originally. He has zero accent to me.
0: But But people, but some people think that we do have an accent here in St. Louis.
2: Yes, they do. But did you guys know that when people are going into newscasting, like broadcasting to be news anchors and stuff, they want them to listen to St. Louis people because they have the least, uh, it's a very mild and comforting accent.
0: Oh, that is interesting. I'm going to put that on my new Tinder profile. (laughs) I have a mild and comforting accent. (laughs) Yes. You should date me because of my mild and comforting accent. (laughs) Well, you know, when I, my dad was in the military, so we moved all over the states and I acquired whatever accent was from where I lived. And so we had gone from South Carolina to Hawaii and nobody could understand me in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. I I was, I was like, let us go up the hill. And they're like, (laughs) what are you saying? And then I was there for three years and then we left Hawaii to go back to Alabama and again nobody in Alabama but I would I just sort of assimilate to whatever culture I'm in um yeah.
2: A verbal chameleon? I am a verbal
0: chameleon, but I have a girlfriend of mine who swears that as we drive south on 55 towards New Orleans, my accent gets, my southern comes out with every mile that we go further. It's either on 55 driving south or drinking a whole lot. So, and but now with your accent, maybe it'll just come out today anyway.
2: Yeah, it might. I know
0: mine slips in and out. It's okay though. But Emily, she's not from St. Louis. No, I'm from Peoria, Illinois.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that's probably like the part of the the country where everybody's like, they have the perfect like non-accent accent.
1: accent. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, one of those cities that if it plays in you know, it's, (laughs) uh, it's, it's. Con- We're yeah. really
0: hoping that Clitular Speaking the podcast is a hit, a in, smash Peoria, hit in Peoria because then yeah. it'll it'll be a smash hit across the, <laughs> That's across right. the nation. It <laughs> there, it'll play anywhere. <laughs> our, our first fan fan club will be out of Peoria, right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Even if we have to pay them, you know, they'll be our fans. So anyway, I'm going to take a little what? sip here.
1: Yeah, because we need your description. Oh, you have description? not chimed in yet. I'm curious. Okay, well,
2: I love how mine was like,
1: oh, it's real good. And you were like, oh, pineapple and ambrosia. <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah. So um,
0: I always like Michelle's descriptions too. Hers are <laughs> yeah, Michelle, what also is, what quite are special. Words? My words are, it's like a, this is a really light wine. So, and it's not a heavy wine. So it makes me think of... Like that when you're wearing a summer sundress and you have like barely any panties on, that wind comes up underneath you. It's kind of like that.
1: It's wind, mean, wind kissed cheeks. Wind
0: kissed cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever cheeks you That's want. Really- <laughs> you want to uh, to make sure is is kissed. But yeah, because it's like a real. It's definitely, I think, a um, a summer.
1: A summer. Uh, to me, a sundress panty wine. Candy wine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll it's take
1: it. Light. It's light and refreshing.
0: <laughs> right. Much like a breeze underneath your sundress on a hot... <laughs> when
2: you're wearing barely any panties. Wearing yes.
0: barely any panties. <laughs> yes. Like every day in the summer for me is that way. Every day.
1: <laughs> I, I have no dream. comeback for that. I can
0: dream. You know. <laughs> this... We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. We can live in whatever life we want to live in that's, on our podcast. That's true. Well,
1: i I thought it was, I thought it was funny. So when I was listening to the absolutely worst podcast, which I do not think is a very fair name for the podcast, because it's uh, absolutely great. It's similar. Oh, it's similar to ours in that you're just having honest, raw conversations with each other. And, uh, but I, I loved your your pilot episode was very funny, and you oh, have this whole conversation about underwear in that.
2: Yeah, I have a lot of underwear problems. I have a real history <laughs> of underwear stories. I didn't know if
1: we wanted to break into that. I mean, I, do you have a journal that you're keeping all of these underwear stories?
2: No, journaling feels like homework to me, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I really. And so I admire people who can, but I cannot. Um, And also, I think if I had a journal of underwear stories, it would become volumes and I can't (laughs) handle that. I just, I have that body type that underwear are like, nope, don't want to stay up on you. And so (laughs) I walk out of them. I tuck dresses in them. It's just, it's a mess.
1: <laughs> See, this is a problem I do not have. I have the opposite problem. My, the panties for me just want to get further inside of me. Like, they just constantly yeah. creep up, and oh, that's yeah.
2: I've very... heard people
1: have that problem, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you, you, could, <laughs>
2: me, they could be jumping off of you. So I don't know
0: what. To do first. <laughs> I usually gauge my um, like my weight gain or my weight loss of it, like how easy the panties stay up. If I have yes. gained weight, there's like they're constantly falling down over underneath the belly that, you know, from the babies. And um yes. it's like, oh, this is just a pain, but I'm not going to buy any bigger ones
2: <laughs> Well, going to stay up. Point, at, it's, at some point, you're like, they roll down, you pull them up. They roll down, you pull them up. And finally, you're just like, they just want to live there. I have to <laughs> them wherever they rested.
0: yeah. Yeah. I have lots
1: of panties. Lots of them. Because she I She shared
0: that she has leather I, <laughs> ones too, which I don't have leather ones. And I have all, all kinds. All kinds.
1: Uh and pearl. I have a pearl pair too, which is oh. That's a really fun. Yeah. So, like I said,
0: if it plays in Peoria, yeah. <laughs> it plays everywhere.
1: <laughs> but I have enough that I don't have to do laundry for a really long time. Oh,
0: this is funny. Right. Yeah. Because
1: I yeah. used to tra- I used to travel. I, I spent like a decade where I was on the road 47 weeks out of the year. And so, you know, the that, I didn't want to do laundry ever. So I would just like empty my bag and refill it. And I would do that for several months. So I finally, I just moved in. When did I move?
0: Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Right. I think you moved into your new so house. So I
1: moved. I, this last weekend, this is the end of October, just did laundry for the first time. So I have...
0: Oh my God! <laughs> I have, Emily has a lot of clothes. <laughs>
1: What? So I a lot of clothes and a lot, lot of, of panties. I have a lot of panties. So I have just, I have this new problem with them though is that they they're the, clean. <laughs> I, I don't know
0: what to do with them, right? I have to put them I away. I hold them. That's a problem. I need a whole new closet for my panties. <laughs>
1: I have nowhere to put them. The bit, no, actually, my problem is that they've all decided to give way. Like the elasticity is just on all of them, like all at once, simultaneously. They've all like,
2: did you buy them all at the same time?
1: You know, within a, yeah, relatively, yeah. yeah. But that is, I mean, they are expensive. Oh, panties are crazy expensive.
0: Especially want anything that's not like a bucket you put your legs through. <laughs> <laughs> right. I used to call those my period panties. And that was like like like, okay, yeah, you wear those when you have a period. Well I had a hysterectomy, you know, several years ago. I don't have I still have my period panties though. Some days I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna put those on because I'm feeling like it's a Netflix night in my yoga pants and um I'm not I don't need to go out.
2: Yeah, I support that fully. You have to have a plethora of kinds of panties. St- I'll still i be honest with you, just because it's just us three girls <laughs>
1: right. in the world.
2: Right. Uh, and Sam. <laughs> and Sam. Oh, Sam, let me apologize already. This is very <laughs> not sexy. I still have maternity panties. My son is seven.
0: <laughs> wow. There's no
2: reason for me to have maternity panties. Oh, are I you needed maternity about panties.
0: Them? I got rid of those as soon as I was done with my last <laughs> kid.
2: Oh, my God. I feel like if I needed to, I could pull them over my head, and sometimes that's what I need.
1: <laughs> so do you still pull them out because you enjoy wearing them from time to time? Or is it like yeah. a, well, maybe. Maybe one day I'll need them. No, no. No, no. It's
2: definitely. Definitely like, oh, I have cramps, and I feel like I look today. I'm going to wear those maternity panties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Over your> head. <laughs>
2: Do you cut
1: out little eye holes? I should.
2: Way? <laughs> <laughs> All the
0: way up yeah, so we know what you're wearing for Halloween then. You've got it already, yeah. You're I'm a panty ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My maternity panties. Yeah. Well, at least when they're over your head, they're not going to fall off. Uh, right. Thank
2: goodness. <laughs> you hope.
0: You, hope. You, could, you could call yourself birth control. <laughs> That's your costume. Oh too. my
2: gosh! Yeah, Birth I control. remember. I used to. I was in Sunday Company at the Groundlings for a long time, and I I don't know if you know what that is, but I it was did, a yeah. Yeah. reputable theater where a lot of like SNL people came out of. And my group was specifically extremely talented. I always knew that I had hit a really good character when I would try on the costume and do the voice for my husband. He would be like, "Oof, that's a boner killer." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's great okay so yeah. what what do you remember one of these characters? uh, yes, I did an old woman once that
2: he found very unattractive, but she was really sweet. <laughs> she hand people uh hard candies in the middle of church.
1: <gasps> oh yes, yeah, definitely yeah, she,
2: was very, she was very sweet and cute. Was she was modeled after very, anyone like, you knew? yeah, she was modeled after. You know the old ladies that you see <laughs> in church. who always have a piece of hard candy. They're real <laughs> sweet, but you can't talk about much but food with them. And God, right,
0: right, right. and the weather, and the
1: weather. Yeah, <laughs> they always
0: they would always tell me how how cute my kids looked. Oh, your kids, they all they all so cute, and I would. Yes. I would be a little sarcastic back and say, I don't know why they'll have three different daddies, you know, but that just just to make them you know, be quiet. It's like, why? Why are you commenting on my kids? like,
1: oh, Huck, oh, you need to be and some hard
0: candy why don't you take those babies to the cry room you know that kind of stuff
1: I think Michelle's been
0: enjoying the wrong kind of candy (laughs) well like I said I do like a summer dress and the breeze Yeah. well I'm almost out with my glass we're going to take a real quick break refresh our glasses and we're going to come back with some uh, more stories with Dana Powell Right, we are back. Our glasses are um, filled properly, refreshed. properly refreshed. Even yes. even uh, Dana's glasses properly is refreshed.
2: filled much fuller than you guys.
0: <laughs> so yeah. the thing is, Dana, is that you have to drink the whole bottle by yourself and. Emily and I are splitting the bottle here. So yeah. you know, if you need to like, you know, really chug some down however fast you need to, we can talk about anything else while you're you know, while you're guzzling the wine or if you want to sip
2: it. It feels like a really tough
1: assignment, but I, I'm here for you, girls. you think you think you can handle it. I really appreciate
0: how supportive you are. <laughs> you know, this is, she's the best person we could have had on the white podcast I know, tonight.
1: No, We should have had her yeah. on earlier. She should have been
0: on every week. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: I'm listening to all your episodes. I love you guys. You're so kind. Well,
1: that's very sweet. Thank I'm you. Kind of being
2: kind. I'm kind of, I'm kind of an asshole when it comes to like creative things. And I just love the message that you're sending out to women. I feel like you're building a really strong community. You've had a lot of like female, you know, sex actual questions and you know Dr. Lynn was on and then Dr. Donna and I I just I'm into you guys. Aww. I hope people have subscribed and not just downloaded one episode. Uh
0: um. well I appreciate you subscribing because now that's you and my mom and my dad and Emily's mom and dad. Oh, and then I have my kids subscribing under their email addresses. So uh-huh. that's 10. So we're good. I mean, I, I think the sponsors are going to be knocking down the door in like 35 seconds. So They're going to be wanting to give us money.
1: The truth of it is my family, no one in my family has heard the podcast yet. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, No one can. No, my parents are not allowed to listen to my podcast because we're
2: very honest and talk about sexuality and all those things too. And I'm like, just don't.
1: Right. We'll never be able to look at each other the same way.
0: (laughs) Well, I had I had to come clean with my parents that I'd had that I had had sex (laughs) three times. (laughs) So you know we're okay now. Now they realize that I'm.
2: I let my parents believe whatever they want to. So <laughs> if they think he was immaculate. Yeah. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. an immaculate conception, I let him.
0: <laughs> well, I think your mom is subscribed to our podcast. So now I think, All you got to be careful, right? Because, you know, I'm she likes.
2: ready to tell you guys that I got a tattoo. But if she listens, I shouldn't. <laughs> you got a
0: tattoo? That is brave.
2: You guys, I'm probably too old to make that kind of decision. But it meant a lot to me and I had been thinking about it for a long time. can I show you guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, or you're not gonna make her. us
0: guess. Like, is it the Missouri no. state flag? Is <laughs> it oh, the I'm mis-
2: sorry, it's not. I love Missouri, but I just keep it on my body. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's already on your heart. It's in my heart there for sure. Yeah. If I want another one, I might get something Missouri. I do love Missouri very much, but this is for my child. I'll show you guys. It's probably backwards on there. Oh. But
0: is this name. Henry?
2: It says Henry, oh. and it's in his
0: six-year-old handwriting. Oh, my God. That is Oh, adorable. that's really cool. Now, So you had him write it out on a sheet of paper and then had the tattoo artist put that on your— No, it, she yeah. gave the tattoo gun to her son. Well, that's—I mean, he was really good, you know. If, I think we found his vocation. If things don't work out in third grade or something, you know, he knows where he can—he's got a fallback already, you know.
2: No, but I got it because I told, I've told people like, I only have one child and I live in Los Angeles. I don't have family out there. I'm pursuing this career that's kind of crazy. And I had siblings and I love them very much. I have two younger sisters and we're so close. I just adore them. And so there's Sometimes I'm like, am I doing him a disservice by not having a sibling for him? He's going to be an only child, but that's kind of the decision I have to make if I'm going to be out here and pursuing mm-hmm. my career. I had a really difficult pregnancy. I'm also getting older, so it's not really an option at some point mm-hmm. very, very soon. Mm-hmm. And so it really had a lot of weight and meaning behind it for me. Every time I look at it, I get a little teary. <laughs> oh, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah. What does he say? When, have you showed it to him?
2: I wasn't going to. I was just going to kind of let it be. But my husband, Dan Tipton, was like, Henry, look what mommy got. And so I did. I showed him. And he goes, it says Henry. And he just smiled so huge. He was so happy. Nice. Oh, nice. That's, that's really, really sweet. sweet.
0: And I love the colors. So it's like the primary colors. I mean, that's, that's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. Primary but colors. Yeah.
1: You preface that story with, I'm maybe too old to get my first tattoo, which. Yeah. I think that there is definitely a problem with that statement. I think you can get Not a tattoo really. at any age. But my and my mom got her first tattoo like three years ago. Really? Yeah. My mom just had her 70th birthday. So, you know, wow. yeah. Oh. And now she has – she went in for her second tattoo. And, and they're they say- both – you know, and it was so empowering for her. She – you know, so my mom's an accordionist. And so. Oh,
2: that's super cool. Yeah.
1: So she went in, her first tattoo is this accordion with these flowers. It's almost like if you could picture like a pinup artist doing an accordion with flowers, that's what the tattoo yeah. looks like. And she just loves it. She was so inspired. And then. Where did she put it? It's on her ankle okay. or kind of above her ankle leg kind of area. Yeah. And then um, she went in and got another tattoo uh, like a year later, and it's on the inside of her forearm right here. And she got um, the fox from The Little Prince, you know, that Mm -hmm. that story, Mm -hmm. and with these little stars. So The Little Prince is one of my favorite books, um, like all-time favorite books. So she got that— one, her nickname's been Little Fox forever. And then, you know, the connection with the Little Prince book. So she got that kind of for my brother and I, which I thought was awesome. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's the thing
2: about getting tattoos. I think when you're older, like, you're not just going to get something that's fly by night. You're a fan of at the time. It, it's Right. It, you've probably thought about it for a long time it's really important to you at least that's how I feel about mine but my the girl who did it they were so sweet to me they played like a virgin they all <laughs> were, like it. they were like we've got a virgin they were so excited and the girl who did it her name was Heather and and she everything just lined up so perfectly that was exactly the person I wanted and she happened to be the only person there when I walked in um, yes. it was so amazing and she was like you're going to get addicted. You're going to be back. I was like, am I? She was like, I think you are.
0: (laughs) Well, I've thought about getting a tattoo. My brother, my older brother has a tattoo and my sister has a tattoo. My younger brother does not. And I don't have a tattoo. I have lots of marks on my body from childbirth surgeries, you know, Mm -hmm. getting big, getting small. Um, Mm -hmm. but I had, you know, I'll in March will be five years since I finished my chemo treatment. I had colon cancer and, um, I have a I have a scar from the where the port was right here, right. and so yeah. I've thought well when I make it to five years I've thought about putting like a butterfly over that port instead of it being this oh yeah I, I mean love that th- yeah that's the that's the idea now whether or not I actually get up enough nerve to lay there and let them. You know, stick me with a bunch of needles right there.
2: I know. I, I will say I'm such a big baby when it comes to that kind of stuff um, because I had been thinking about it a long time. I don't know if you guys can see, but I have this giant scar. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah.
0: How'd that happen?
2: It goes all the way up to my elbow. Oh my I goodness. slipped on a ukulele finger chart like I was learning to play the ukulele, <sighs> and I slipped and did the splits and hit my arm on the doorknob. Oh,
1: my God.
2: It shattered my entire arm. Eventually, the bones died. They had oh. to go there had like three or four surgeries they had to go back in dig them out blah 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 but when you have scars like that there's something about I initially thought I wanted to get that and I and I very I very well may at some point tattooed because I want to own it Mm -hmm. there's something about those big moments in your life that can be traumatic like you having colon cancer congratulations by the way. There's something about being able to write over that, your own story and owning it. That's really important. So I don't know if you're going to ever do it, but if you did, I would be very happy for
0: Mm, you. I mean, I'm leaning towards it. It's just, uh, you know, you know, like scar tissue can be so sensitive and, and that's, that's the whole, like, can I take on that? I might need to drink a little bit of wine, you, you but so, they might not well, let me do it, you know.
2: You, you <laughs> My girl told me, she was like, you know, they sell like juice box size wine now. So <laughs> they <with> do.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you survived everything that you went through for colon cancer, you can survive a little temporary discomfort to yeah. own and that. Yeah. And did you know...
2: Child, you gave birth to your children, or were they C-section?
0: Well, I uh two vaginal. The last one was a C-section. So and then you
2: would be so. Oh, you would be like, this is nothing. I had a vaginal birth, and and then also the recovery for a C-section is tough. Mm. Like you're
1: fine.
0: Believe yeah, me. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just more about it's because it's right here. It's like you know you can see it.
1: Mm. You know, yeah.
0: and that's, I mean, but it'll help me with my supermodel career if I have the um if I have the butterfly tattoo versus Absolutely. the the port scar, yeah. Uh, because it's yeah. never too late to start your supermodel career. It's never too no. late, you know. It's
2: never too late. You, I mean, it's there comes a point where you're. It's too late to be like an astronaut or, a <laughs> soldier, but not supermodel or a jockey.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes yeah. it's like it's too late to be a jockey because I'm too tall now. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean...
2: (laughs) If, if right before
0: I before I reached five foot, you know, if I could have just you know really focused in on my my vocation at that point in time, but anyway, <laughs> um, we were like again getting off on a tangent. It's um, really
1: that's the that whole point.
0: Emily is just yeah. taking us all kind of crazy places today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not me; it's you. <laughs>
0: it, no, it's the Missouri wine. That's what it is.
1: It really
0: is. This <laughs> is Chandler Hill wine yeah. Vignole.
1: Well, you know, I have never um, settled into a tattoo personally. I I I went through a brief moment in time where I thought, "Ooh, if I got a tattoo, I knew I know what I would do," and I entertained it for thirty seconds, and then I realized that it's become one that like all these people do. So now I don't want to do it. So. Uh-huh. So I play cello, I love art, and I love um, the 20s and everything that was happening in that period. So Man Ray has this amazing photo of the back of a, it's like a, the bare back of a of a woman, and she's very curvy. And then there's the F holes, um, like, inked on her back. And it makes her back look like a cello. So I always thought, if I got a tattoo, I would do those F-holes on my back. That is beautiful. I have seen some terrible examples. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: have to do your research. You have to go on, like, Yelp and all that. Read all the reviews. Figure out. Or... You could come visit me and there's a ton of great tattoo artists. I was just
0: going to say that this one girl, my improv class on Thursday nights, she goes out to California to get her tattoo done. Cause she really really likes the artist out in California.
2: Michelle. What? That's improv classes.
0: Yes, I do. And Emily has done it as well.
2: Yeah. It's fun. We love love it. Yeah. You know, we're friends then, right? (laughs) My Hugest love.
0: So, I'll tell you why I started to take improv. I needed to find some kind of discipline because I was finding myself standing up at funerals doing bits. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I I did. I was at and I was at the last one that that's happened. I was at I was at a, a a friend who happened to also be a nun and she passed away and I was at the mother house and I I got up cuz you know it was time to talk about her and I had everybody laughing, and and half of my my mind is going, "What the fuck are you doing, Michelle? <laughs> this is her wake." And um, I got in the car to drive back home. I'm like, "I have to, I have to do something that's like more disciplined, a little more, because otherwise, I was going to start going through the paper, looking up you know obituaries, and like popping up at different I funerals."
2: Can, uh, <laughs> I can't handle that. That makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, that's <laughs> realized. Like, I think I need an outlet. Because- <laughs> Your funeral bits. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I was was getting real popular here in St. Louis, getting the calls, you know, hey, my uncle, he was kind of an ass. Can you come out and, you know, maybe say some things? I'm like, sure,
2: sure, come out. I'll make something (laughs) up. (laughs) The three of us are comedy soulmates. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it is so much fun. And I'm like, it's like you get to play pretend with other people who want to play pretend. Totally. That's what I I like. Honestly,
2: I can, like, I can... Look back and directly relate my entire career to having made the decision to, to start doing improv. So I'm very grateful on wow. it. I love it very much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, a ton of fun a ton of fun yeah
2: even if you don't want to be a performer it just helps you get comfortable in social settings or if you have to speak somewhere it's just um it's a really great tool for anybody to have even if you're not a performer or if you're not a professional funeral bidder
0: <laughs> well you know I, I, I identified a need you know and they always say <laughs> when your business plan you identify a need see if you can s- fulfill it and your business is going to grow um, I'll be
2: honest I think you're going to have an amazing
0: career. At <laughs> <laughs> well, and as I get older, there's going to be more and more of them, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's fine. I mean, I'm just I put it out there, you know. If anybody needs me to come, you, um,
2: as you get more popular and as more people are dying, raise your pulses.
1: <laughs> I mean, you might have another podcast that can spin out of this. It could be the like a like a fresh take on the obituaries, except yeah. you, you know, oh my, yeah. you do your bit, I mean,
0: whatever. Honest,
2: Honestly, you guys, comedy and laughter is the best medicine. People need you; they need you.
0: Yeah, it's. That's what I say to everybody I date. <laughs> you need me as they run away, right? Yeah, I have to. I do have to share. It's kind of. It's kind of tragic. So this person I had been seeing for a, a long time. Well, anyway, we broke up, and that's fine. Except, he, <laughs> except he went back to his ex-wife, and that's the second time that that's happened to me. Wow! And, and I was thinking, what is so bad about dating me that two people I've dated have gone back to their ex-wives? So they'd rather be with the person that they divorced and they
2: hated over me. No, you have to look at it. This I need way. to write
0: into your podcast and get y'all to give me some Thank advice on me. that. <laughs>
2: Will please, please? I will. But here's what I want to say to you, you taught them how to appropriately love and they were like, I got to go back and fix this.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, there you go.
1: Hey, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice. Very um,
0: insightful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that.
1: Well, and let's yeah. face it, you know, this last guy in particular, I don't know about the other one, but the, the last guy did not. Treat you with love and respect. So yeah. well, there's you know,
0: that. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. But you know, we don't want to bring anybody down. You, yeah. But this is what happens. I'm halfway through a bottle of wine. I'm already talking about my failed relationships.
2: <laughs> you have to write into my podcast because we'll make you feel like a shining star.
1: <laughs>
2: you'll be
0: we'll like, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard this story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for her? <laughs>
1: Well, Mm -hmm. at this note, should we take a little pause and you can write your first notes for your letter that you're going to send in to the Absolutely Worst podcast. We'll refresh our glass and be
0: right back. All right. Wow, I hope everybody watches our YouTube channel because the stuff that happens in between on our breaks <laughs> and what we talk about is it's just true. fantastic and you can get that on our YouTube channel, clearly Speaking the podcast. Right. <laughs> if you look it which, up. Go ahead, Emily. It, you
1: know what? I I so many people have been saying we are having a hard time finding your podcast, which I think is
0: very apropos considering the title,
1: Glitterly, yeah. Glitterly. I mean, yeah. I don't know why anybody
0: has a hard time finding right. clitoris anyway. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's because we spell it like literally with a C in the front, as opposed to the actual spelling of clitoris. clitorally.
0: Literally, yeah. Like, so some folks go like very anatomically correct mm-hmm. in their phonetics, and we're I like see. we're literally with a C, and it's literally with a C. But I've been <laughs> saying,
1: But I've been saying since the beginning one of our taglines should be: "We're literally speaking. We're glad you found us."
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that.
1: Okay.
0: Well, this is the tagline I want to do. So yes. it's um, okay. Did you know there are 8,000 nerves in the clitoris and we're going to hit every single one of them. Oh yeah. I didn't know
2: that. And I love uh, yeah. it. <laughs> That's amazing. Is
0: that true? Yeah, there, yes. that is true. Yeah. And we did talk about that probably on the break with Dr. Lynn. So oh, if you Dr. watch the YouTube um, of our, of our, Recording with Dr. Lynn, we talked about the the number of nerves in the clitoris, and okay, how,
2: have to go back and watch that on YouTube. Yeah, then make yeah.
0: make notes, <laughs> yeah. draw a
2: diagram, show it's it. Like, okay, show it to how, your husband.
0: You know, email email <laughs> questions.
2: Isn't it crazy that we live in this day and age, and yet so many women don't know their bodies as well as they should?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's it amazes me how many people, men and women, are embarrassed to say the word clitoris.
2: Like, Oh my gosh. No.
1: Yeah. It, why? Why?
2: <laughs> I don't understand because we talk about it all the time and it's, it's so much so that it's become like cliche jokes and things. Right. But when women talk about it. It's like, Ooh, that's dirty. You're, you're mm. a you got road hard and put away wet. It's mm-hmm. like,
0: you know, it's just regular lady speak. It's an organ that is created for pleasure only it doesn't do anything but give us pleasure and i think that's i yeah it's hello it's very special it right? doesn't it doesn't doesn't make babies it doesn't pee it doesn't mm-hmm. make milk it it
1: maybe maybe it that, doesn't even
0: hold up the you know the belly i mean it's like it, all it is there <laughs> is to you know give you pleasure so
2: and, and guess what women
1: we deserve that
0: yes all of us <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that was Emily.
1: I know that was see that was me having pleasure in your statement there. (laughs) She was was just
0: enjoying the moment.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Dan Tipton, Dan Tipton, Dan Tipton.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him by his full name then too. <laughs>
0: you know it's good. I, I have a I have one of my friends. We her name is Jessica, and we went to New Orleans one for another friend of ours, her 50th birthday, and it was gonna be the first time Jessica and I were traveling together, and we were gonna be sharing a, a hotel room and uh, down in New Orleans. And I said to Jessica, I said, Hey, you know, like we're both single, and like what if you know what if something that happens and you know somebody wants to bring somebody home and she's like it's okay girls as long as you holler out my name <laughs> <laughs> That is a good move. <laughs> right. So, so like, uh, for months ahead ahead of time, we'd practice out. Oh, Jessica. Oh, Jessica, you know. And she's like, oh, Michelle. <laughs> You're know, just practicing out with the ran- random guys we're with. Like, oh, what? They're like, what the- who's Jessica? Don't worry about it. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> that would just turn a guy enjoy on. Enjoy it,
2: sir. Just enjoy
0: it. <laughs> He's looking around the room. Where? Where? Where is she? Where is she? It's like, yeah. So, anyway. That's his
1: dream. He's like, please, where is she? <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Yet
0: again. <laughs> I'm sharing too much. <laughs> this is what happens. You drink a little wine. I share too much.
2: No, never too much. That's what that's what makes everything so relatable is when we like share the things we wouldn't normally. You guys are building a community of women that can two thumbs up you.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean that was the whole point. You know, we Michelle and I have been able to have just really honest and vulnerable conversations with each other. And it's in it's so refreshing because not everybody wants to be, ha, have that level of depth in a relationship. And, you know, that that was one of the things that inspired us. It's like, let's open that door to encourage other women to connect so deeply with each other. Good things can happen when you do that. Absolutely.
0: Well, and I think we've always been open. You know, I have anyway, um, funerals and stuff like that. I just, <laughs> right, right. I, wherever <laughs> I have. Know. Job, we know. <laughs> I, I, I joke. I joke sometimes. Say, you know, there's. There, I haven't met a mic I didn't like, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, since the since the Me Too movement, I found in the last year, and I and again, I don't like calling it a movement, but since Me Too came upon the scene like it did a year ago, the conversations that I was having with my girlfriends were so much more uh, depth and. Mm-hmm. And the hurting, and there was like the level of sharing just really ratcheted it up, which then impacted my desire to take that conversation mm-hmm. to the podcast level. And when um, Emily and I were having wine back before Labor Day, just before Labor Day this year, and uh, I said, This conversation we're having is absolutely it's so phenomenal. This should be a podcast. And Emily was like, yes, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. and then I said, and the name of the podcast needs to be Clitorally Speaking. She goes, yes, yes. <laughs> and now here you go. And we're we many episodes in. And we went live. We released our episodes uh, for the first time. Two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. This Thursday, based on when we're recording this um, episode with Dana, which was
1: three months early, by the way, <laughs> our oh, original really? target to release was in January. Yeah, we. But we, what we did is we rolled out some test episodes to a, a little test group just to get their feedback
0: and. They were. It was overwhelmingly positive, and then Emily was doing such—she d- is doing a bang-up job with the, clearly speaking, the podcast Instagram account, that people were like, how do I hear you? How do I do this and that? And we both decided, like, we don't need to keep people waiting, because we don't want to them going, oh, they just nothing but teases, there's nothing there, and then to lose interest. Yeah. And I don't know if this was, like, for you guys. I mean, you guys are professionals out there in L.A., and you're used to, like, people all the time <laughs> listening <laughs> to you, but— We've had over three hundred and sixty seven, almost three hundred and seventy listens. And that's not just my mom and Emily's mom. Or you you've got, you know, um, and it's as far away as New Zealand. Us too.
2: We have New Zealand. We our international is just growing and growing. And it'll be the same for you too, because I think, you know, obviously you probably have men listeners too as we do and what we found is like the women need us and want us and the men are like, I can learn from this right. and our male listeners are die hard. They write in, they're interactive. They're amazing. And it's because they're like, these men are like, I want to know what women are thinking. And these women are going to tell me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. I'm just a huge, huge fan right off the
0: bat. Well, Thank you. we are huge, huge fans as well
1: the men that are listening and that are engaging, these are the men that are the ones that should be in, you know, these higher political positions, you know, right? right? I mean, it should be men and women, of course, that goes without saying, but a man who cares enough to listen and be a part of that conversation, that's, that's where things need to go. It's huge. It
2: means that they have an open mind and they want to know how we're thinking because men and women are different, but they want to have a deeper understanding. And I really respect that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you asked us a question on the break and we weren't gonna give you an answer, but you should go ahead and ask us again. I
2: know. I'm ready to ask. <laughs> you yes, again. we'll marry you. We'll marry
0: you. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, like, okay, so now we like Dana Powell's big love series, you know. <laughs> Dan's like Dan's gonna be like, No, don't do any more podcasts. I have all these you have all these sister wives now. What's up with that? <laughs>
2: to gonna- feel like he would be like, Well, maybe that's not bad. I won't have to put up with some of your emotions. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> Will they scream out my name during sex? <laughs>
2: exactly. No, we're all
0: just going to scream Jessica's name. That's all. It would make it a We're just going to scream out Jessica's name.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, I wanted to know how
1: you guys met.
0: Yes. It's wow. so exciting. It's very glamorous. Yeah. So, and it's almost two years to the day.
1: Yes, in Ooh. fact, this bouquet here is celebrating that. No, celebrating your birthday. No, but it's the same. Okay, date. but we can.
0: Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah,
1: we we met on my birthday two years ago.
0: On is a that mo- true on a yeah. movie set.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: We were extras. Yeah. In the movie Parallel Chords, which just won some stuff at the film festival in yeah, LA, the FemFIL
1: like, festival, which amazing. The Like, got some best, like
0: best screenplay, right. best writer, yeah. And we're going to have Catherine Dudley Rose on the show in a few weeks, so we're going to yeah. do an episode with her. But Emily and oh, I, yeah. we were um, we were extras, and yeah. we uh, we sat next to each other in the scene where the dad is playing the piano, and and we did this.
1: Oh yeah, we were. We were really interested in the performance yeah. and critically yeah. listened with a critical ear. You could tell and, that I knew exactly,
0: yeah. I knew exactly what musical piece he was playing because I just uh-huh.
1: because you're a musician. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was like,
0: no, yeah. oh no. I mean, I, I wish, but I'm, I'm a dancer. <laughs> I'm a dancer. I'm a yeah. dancer. Are you
2: really? <laughs> yeah. Can you- Music, you feel music. Yeah. You have
0: the right to be there. Yeah, my well, my daughter's a, my daughter's a musician. She plays the saxophone, the piano, and the cello.
1: I didn't oh know she played. The she cello? played the cello. Yeah.
0: See, for new friends, I'm learning. And um, yeah. oh, I asked my hello. daughter one time. We were listening to Apocalyptica in the in the car. This is several years ago. And the, there was one piece, and it was getting really crazy. You know, and and for me as a dancer, when I hear music, I see music. Right, I see what the dance might be. That's how I yeah. appreciate it, and I I just turned it off. I was like, because oh, I, I I couldn't make it right in my brain. And my daughter says, "Mom, turn that back on." I go, what? "Megan, it's so it's just doesn't make sense." She's like, "There's like eight different melodies going on in there," and I said, "Really?" She was I think she was like thirteen or fourteen, and I said, "Meg, when you hear music, what do you see?" And she says, "Well, I see the sheet music. I see the music," yeah. and I'm like, "That's impressive because I don't I don't." Yeah. I couldn't tell you what an A sounds like to an F or a C, which really makes karaoke hard <laughs> for everybody <laughs> when they're with me. Because I love, I love to sing. You are you are a star in the car. But you see,
2: but you see, music as movement as movement. With your mm-hmm. That's so interesting.
0: Yeah, I, that's the only way that I and that's how I express. When I have music, I express with with movement.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Emily you do you see it as notes oh goodness <clears throat> no i'm not a visual listener um even though yes i do play it, it depends you know if it's a piece that i've played yes i absolutely do see the music in my mind if i'm listening to a new piece usually i'm ho- i hone into a certain line of it it'd be the melody mm-hmm. like what your right, daughter so. was saying and and then usually for me, that draws a parallel to a feeling I'm having. So mm-hmm. like it strikes emotional chords. That's right. usually what happens on my side of things
2: because music is like a universal language. I think that's what's so amazing because mm-hmm. you can you can hear it as emotion or you can see it as movement. I think it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Right. And there are some people that see colors when they hear various sounds. Yeah. You know, Apocalyptica is a group that's actually we're seeing. Because, oh, they are great. Yeah, I saw, it, we
0: saw them in concert. The way
1: they, they like whip their hair around when they play the cello. There's like four cellists. Ooh, yeah.
2: up. I don't know them.
0: Well, so this was my exposure to Apocalyptica. I also danced tango, Argentine tango. And they did a, they do the cover of Metallica's. Nothing Else Matters. Yeah, that's a good one. And what? I, yeah, and it is so beautiful on the cello that I didn't realize it was Metallica. <laughs> like, Really, Metallica has great songs, great music yeah. like this, because I don't know, I mean, I might be dating myself here, but I was really like an, the new wave and the, the British, you know, the Howard Jones and Duran Duran and, you know, yes. Frankie Goes a Hollywood yes. kind of girl. I wasn't really a metalhead. I wasn't a, a rocker like that. So, I was exposed to that song through Apocalyptica. And then they're from Sweden, I think. Yes. And uh, saw them in concert here in St. Louis, and it was an excellent. We were probably at
1: that concert together before we knew each other.
0: Um, this would have been in 2011.
1: I think we were.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I say we were it. destined to be friends. We were destined. So, go uh, ahead. Can
1: again? Because
2: we have to do a shout out for your listeners so they can look them up. Oh, what is
1: Apocalyptica?
0: It? Apocalyptica. Okay, Apo- gonna, like Apocalypse? Yeah. Uh It's about Apocalyptica. So, yeah, four cellists. Yeah, totally rocking it out. And, and, like, listen to Metallica, like, their version of Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. It is the most beautiful song.
1: We're going to provide a link to this. I'm going to make gonna a do note. so much yeah.
0: for our listeners.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Dana, you you know talked about your scar and and uh, how you were learning how to play the ukulele. you must be musical as well? Yeah. I actually, I come from a very musical
2: family. And so when I was in school, obviously, obviously I played the clarinet. I was just going to say, just by <laughs> looking at you,
0: Dana, instrument. you look like you <laughs> played the clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, that. Yeah. I was pretty
2: good at it. I was first chair. I'll stay. Nice. Nice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then I played oboe in the concert band. I was not quite as good at that because it's very hard. It's a double reeded instrument. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I, but I do know how to play. And uh, my, my family was very musical so I, I definitely enjoy and appreciate music, but I wouldn't say I'm great at it. My husband bought me the ukulele because he was going away to work on a movie and I was going to be left alone in LA for like six months. And he was like, I thought, I try to do something new every year. I try to learn something new every year. That's my new year's resolution. And so for that year, I had said I wanted to learn how to play the ukulele. So he bought me one and then I broke myself on it. I was going
0: to say, <laughs>
2: oh, man. yeah, that was kind
0: of, do you now, do you now like, qualify something like this year I'm going to learn to do this, but it will not put me in the hospital.
1: I should. That's really a good point. I should like
0: throw that in the universe. So what was the
1: new thing you learned in 2018 and what's up for 2019?
2: So in 2018, the new thing that I learned was more podcasting information Mm -hmm. because people, just for your listeners so they know, like People think it's just easy. You sit in front of a microphone. There's so much more that goes into it. There's, you know, uh, social media. There's structure of your podcast. There's learning the audio equipment, equipment which obviously you guys we have, have your yeah. not quite as bad. But um, there's a lot. Even when you're not doing that, there's so much that goes to it. So that was my thing for 2018, and I, and I'm really proud of myself. I think I've done an okay job. Absolutely. Um more than okay. That, I'm tr- I'm trying, but different years it's been different things. One year I learned how to make jewelry, like wire Ooh. wrap. I did that and I actually ended up doing that to survive for a little bit. I sold jewelry out of a boutique here in Los Angeles. Wow. Do you have any uh, of your pieces? I do. Yeah. 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 I don't have any right here in front of me. I'd have to go get them. I wear mostly my own jewelry. (laughs) Do you sell any of it still or? I don't anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, in Los Angeles, it's a really hard market because everybody's so creative and so amazing.
1: I bet St. Louis would be a killer market for you. If you had
0: Dana Powell Originals, DPO, Mm -hmm. Dana Powell.
2: I I actually, I, my style is I like very, I use semi-precious stones. So they're Fancy, but still reasonable. And then I like things very dainty. That's just my style. Yeah, so that's uh-huh. kind of what I design. But yeah, that's what I did for a little bit. That nannying to keep myself going while I was trying to pursue this career. Yes,
0: I. And, and are you satisfied with this career? I, I mean, I noticed in some of the research I did on you, um, the stalking, the stalking, the stalking I did on you. Um, I
2: love a big stalker. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that you're actually into producing now yourself? Like you have that side of the business going.
2: I I do. I'm actually producing and writing a lot more. And I thought as an actor then I would be sad seeing someone else bring my stuff to life. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, I it's been amazing. I really love seeing my characters brought to life through someone else's mouth and, and brain. Yeah. It's been really exciting. So my writing partner and I, his name's Paul Emerson. He's from the Midwest as well. We've done a lot of branded content. We've made stuff for Uber. Uh, we did a commercial for Geek Salad, which is a company out of Springfield, Missouri.
1: Oh, wow. Uh,
2: and their commercial that we made for them ended up airing in all of the AMC okay. movie theaters all over the United States. So that was kind of cool to go see my commercial <laughs> that I wrote. produced. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think when you're in this industry, especially as a woman, as we age, things get weird. I'm a character actress, so my the longevity of my career is much longer than what an ingenue would be, but it's still a young person's business. And I was like, this career for me is not a short-term thing. I mm. want longevity in this. And so I started turning to writing
0: and producing, and, and I've really been enjoying it a lot. Mm. Okay, well this is like probably a deeply philosophical but not necessarily philosophical question. When you say it's a it's a, an ingenue, it's a young person young woman's business, that's because the decision makers have historically been male.
2: Correct. Yeah.
0: So we're we're that's, evolving yeah. and we're changing and hopefully with more women like yourself and others becoming like owners in the business.
2: Yes. And I think there's been a real push for that. You know, when you think of ingenues Right now, there is a push for more older women. You know, we have Susan Sarandon, Glenn Close, Meryl right. Streep, all these older women who are
0: just, can I, I, yeah. I almost curse. No, sorry. you can I curse. Just, you can totally okay. curse on, our, epi- on our, our podcast. I mean, Michelle's
1: dropped several F-bombs already. I mean, yes. Okay, good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they're just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. You, can't, you can't argue with that. And so they're sort of opening doors for us. But I think historically speaking, it's always been a young woman's game a young person's game. And that seems to be changing a little bit. And for me, I'm like, if I'm not going to be a part of it on screen, I still have the desire and the love for this business and this art, because I do see it that way. Even when I do very silly things, there's people, we, especially in the political climate and everything (sighs) happening, laughter is so important. It's a medicine. It is. So Yeah. And so that's what I do. But I think that even for more dramatic things, like, women of a different age (laughs) are being allowed to have a voice more and more. And I want that on every level. I want it as a writer. I want it as a performer. I want it as a producer. I want women to be important in this industry. And I think that's happening for us.
1: You know, to me, I I think about as I've aged and been through life and have experienced every year more and more things, right? And life is so hard it surprises me that in the film industry that the young beautiful person is the, uh, the ultimate attraction because one there's more of us that aren't in our prime anymore than there are that are in their prime and two, so so relating to somebody, right? I, like me as somebody who's wanting to watch something that I can relate to. That's that's not the young person. So there's that point. Right. And then um, I'm going to do the one, two, and D, and D. You know, I think as a somebody with talent, you know, yes, there are the, the the there are people that are that come out of the gates as actors that are young talent. They're shining stars but you know i think as you experience life you have more that you can pull into your craft Mm -hmm. and so that only informs your ability to take on a different role so Mm -hmm. it surprises me that there isn't more opportunity you know for older women
2: i think so too It's, it's happening more and more but i think that i i feel like that's sort of my job too like as I come into my older
0: years not that I'm old we all look wow. great yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But
2: it's because we so drink
0: actually, we drink the the gut nectar.
2: the good wine yes <laughs> <laughs> that my life experience is carrying me into that realm. And I feel maybe in generations past, women have been silenced a little more than we are now. And I go above and beyond maybe what we're allowed to at this point. But I think that's important because that's how we stretch our boundaries. And it's unfortunate that women have boundaries, but it's something that we've realized and we're trying to correct. And and I think that's my goal. I want to be a powerful voice and a powerful woman in this industry. One of the things that about me is I'm not your Hollywood typical starlet, right? I'm overweight. I'm not the prettiest girl that walks in a room immediately. But I have a strong sense of who I am, and that sense of who I am is over half the population of the United States. Exactly. And we are not represented in social media, in magazines, and all of these things. And I've always took a very strong stance of, you know, I've been asked to audition for things that um, put someone of my type in a poor light, painted me in a poor light. And I've gone back and said, you know, I'm I'm not going to portray this because it's, it's sending a message to women like me of age and with a different weight than what we normally see in movies. All of those things that we are unfortunate and unliked and not capable of having an amazing life, and that's not the life I lead. Mm-hmm. I am very lucky. My husband is adorable. I have an amazing child. My husband's probably handsomer than what normal people would think I'm. <laughs> but he loves me forever. He married me at my heaviest. Mm-hmm. He believes in my talent. And so do I. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to say to other women, you can't have the life that I actually lead. That's not correct. You can have the life I lead no matter what you look like. And that's been a really important thing for me as a producer, as an actor, as a person in a small, but,
0: but Um, public light (laughs) Mm -hmm. well I think one of the really cool things about the way technology has evolved for us is that it is it's moving like the gatekeepers out of the way. Emily and I had this conversation like last week about, you know, our podcast can be anything we possibly want it to be. There's nothing is stopping us from being what we want to be. We can write, you can produce, you can do straight to YouTube, you can do whatever you want. So those typical gatekeepers that were there, whether on the film side, publishing, music, they're slowly being pushed aside it just then requires you as the producer and the and the talent and the you know to find your market you know which before if you like tied into a studio or to a recording label or or a publishing house you had that built in so that's like a little bit more of a struggle a little bit more of a learning curve for us but technology gosh Netflix Amazon I mean streaming services you can do you can be and create whatever you want to create it's all there for you to do. Nobody's holding you back other than yourself. And, Go ahead. No, not at all.
2: And the ability to grow—like, I'm super excited for you guys because something called literally speaking,
0: right, right.
2: <laughs> me have been like, don't listen to those wild chicks, you know. Right. But now, it's like, I want to know what they're about, and then people are going to come to you and realize, like holy cow, I really relate to this. And that's empowering. What you're doing is empowering women. And I really applaud you for that.
0: It is crazy. And the women, uh, I know I've, I, Emily and I have talked about this, the, the women we are, have, have had on our show, the women that we have lined up to be on our show, mm-hmm. and, and we're like, Holy fuck! Everyone has an amazing Pinch story. Me, you know, yeah. because because we're blown away, and it's like we ch- I want to do this every day because there's so <laughs> many stories and there's so That's much to true. be said. Yeah, <laughs> that, like every day. Now, and the
2: thing we've all been out there all this time, right? Now that we're realizing, oh my god, we got to band together. We need each other, <laughs> and there's someone else out there that thinks like me.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, right. it's awesome. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This has really been fabulous. Will you come on again? Because one of the things we always say is we don't drink with our friends just one time. We drink with that
2: them over and ecstatic over. Ecstatic I feel like I'm best friends with you guys already. I, that's great. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: I yes. know. We're coming for Christmas. Did you know that? We're coming <laughs> no, for Christmas. i did. Yeah. I'll
1: be here. I mean, what else am I going to do?
0: <laughs> well, maybe the next time you're in St. Louis for any uh, filming for the hopefully fingers crossed pilot Remotely working that uh we can get together in the studio and
2: actually drink live.
0: Is that is that a done deal?
2: Yeah. That's a dumb deal. Right. I Great. mean, if anything else, we're gonna go out somewhere in St. Louis and then tweet it so everybody can meet us then.
0: <laughs> that's that's, g- oh, that's crazy. I'll yeah. have to get like let me know ahead of time so I can get something new done in my hair. <laughs> you know, I can put something, you know, special together. Pr- it'll probably be be black. It'll be black. I just need it'll to get a bi- new black.
2: Uh, that'll be my favorite. will match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be a new black.
0: But um Dana, we have
2: yeah,
0: we have kept you busy and we have talked to you for a long time now and we really really so appreciative of you giving your time and talking with us today. Thank you
1: for joining us. It's
0: really oh been gosh, a treat. My
2: pleasure. And I just want to tell people if they haven't told all their friends to subscribe and listen to you guys, go out and do it. Cause this is, this is good for us. This is good for women. It's good for men to learn more about us. And you guys are doing a really Really great thing. I, I just adore you.
0: Could you text me that every morning? Because that, <laughs> that kind of affirmation would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> always looking for people to tell me really great things about myself when I wake I'm up. Girl. I love doing oh, it. I appreciate it? it. We can do the same. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, I can. yeah, oh yeah,
1: because we absolutely feel the same way about your podcast. You're, you're, you have the same mission. We have the yeah. same mission. We have slightly yeah. different voices, but the same mission. And-,
0: and if Allison's available sometime, and she'd like to come on chit chat with us sometime and Clearly Speaking, we'd love to have her as well. Are you guys
2: sure she's a lot? I mean, I know I'm a lot. Allison's five times Dana.
0: Okay, well, we would just we would move the computer back like there, <laughs> and we'd be fine. Yeah, that's fine. We got it. We got you it handled.
1: He will love you guys. <laughs> okay. We'll send her some kombucha or something. What is All she? Right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll send her a, you know, a box of juice.
2: Yes,
1: something like that. her favorite
0: juice. favorite her favorite. Juice. Her favorite She's
2: grape. Over. We got to keep it. We That's try. right. Well, isn't yeah. she expecting?
1: She's expecting. You know, there you go. <gasps> we can spend, we'll send her sparkling grape juice. Oh, she would die
0: yeah so yes. all right well we right we're gonna let On you note, finish the rest of your bottle in peace and quiet we have i have cheers. like a I have like a swallow right. left i
1: know it's cheers to, cheers we're gonna clink the screen cheers cheers <laughs> thank you thanks Dana. for joining us looking forward to the next conversation have a really thank great
2: thank you so much guys have bye. a great day
1: ciao bye
0: bye, bye.